How's it going, my brothers and sisters? This is Steve Kitts. Thank you for joining us on During Bible Study Podcast. We'll open up in a prayer. Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank and praise you, Lord, for your wonderful grace and love. And we thank you, Lord, that you're with us and that these words, Lord, that you give us is something we can put in our hearts and use for your glory. Lift you up and give you the honor. In your blessed name we beg. Amen. You better know him. Matthew 7, 21 through 23. Not everyone that saith to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works. And then I will profess unto them, I never knew you, depart from me ye workers of iniquity. Two questions frequently are asked about Matthew chapter 7, 21 through 23, and it comes because the verses seem to contrast two strong-held beliefs, that one cannot lose salvation, and the other who performs miracles, they must be of God. As we see, one of these beliefs is based on scriptural truth, and the other is not. While the true believer cannot lose their salvation, and not all miracles are performed by true believers. Jesus speaks here near during the end of his Sermon on the Mound that we've seen from chapters 5 through 7 of Matthew. It's a frightening thing to think about going to hell. Hell is meant for the devil and his angels, not for us. It's even more frightening to find out too late that you're going to hell when you thought you were going to heaven. It's still more frightening to think that there are just not a few, but there are many, the Bible says many in this scripture, will have this experience. Some will think that they're Christians and they call out the name to Jesus, Lord, Lord. They even do mighty works in his name. So let's go back to verse 13. Jesus' discord at length in the subject of true faith versus false professions, using the technique of contrast and comparison. He describes two paths in which people walk through life, the broad road that leads to eternal destruction and the narrow path that leads to eternal life. He introduces here the concept of the many and the few that will return to us again in verse 23 and 24. In Matthew 7, 15 through 18, he again contrasted the two type of people by the imagery well known by these agricultures. The sheep and the wolves, grapes and figs, thorn bushes and thistles, good trees and bad trees, good fruit and bad fruit. Having established the idea of contrast between the two minds of the hearers, having established the idea of the contrast between two things, In the minds of his hearers, he goes on to apply these truths to spiritual state with all that within his hearing distance. Jesus represents the two type of people who will come to him on that day, meaning the last day, the judgment day, the great day fixed by God only, and not known by angels, men, or Jesus, and which is terrible for some and will be joyful for others. All will be seeking to enter into the kingdom of heaven, but some will be turned away and will act in utter confusion and disappointment as they are thinking that their golden ticket 
to heaven turns out to be worthless. Every knee will bow, every tongue will confess, no matter where your destination is, you will say that Jesus is Lord of Lords and King of Kings. And from that point is when he will tell you whether he know you or not. So like the scribes and the Pharisees, they didn't do the Father's will. Even though they were the head of the church in Jesus' day, and they knew the scriptures, and they chose not to follow Jesus. They were even the ones that crucified Jesus on the cross or promoted it. These are those who prophesied in Jesus' name, meaning either foretelling things to come or preaching the word in Jesus' name. They have even performed miraculous acts such as driving out demons, performing miracles, even healings, and probably to no avail. But their works were done for their own glory and not for His. And there was nothing more than filthy rags, according to Isaiah 64 and 6. Doing the Father's will isn't an external thing. The Pharisees looked clean on the outside, but they were filthy and lawless within. Matthew 23, 25-26 What Jesus describes here is a righteousness that flows from a pure heart and sincere faith. It's fruit, it's fruit that's good because it grew on a good tree. It's a kind of righteousness that you can only practice when you've been born again through the Spirit of God and having thus, in one sense, entered into the kingdom already. In contrast, those who were enter into heaven do not do so based on their own miraculous achievements or accomplishments or any works of any sort. They will have eternal life solely on the basis of obedience to the will of God, which is the belief in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the only way to heaven, believe in Jesus. But those that are unfortunate people, now how can they do miracles unless they're doing them by God's will, you ask? We know several things about them from the, the scriptures that we read, from this text. First, we know that there are many of them, because it is many who are on that broad road to eternal death. As comparison to the few that have been found on the narrow road to eternal life. Second, they claim the name of Christ. So they're not Buddhists or Muslims or atheists or some of those other religions that don't believe that Jesus existed. These are those that gladly say, I'm a Christian. They work their works in Jesus' name. They pray and heal in Jesus' name. They preach and teach in Jesus' name. They build huge churches and ministries in Jesus' name. And they claim a relationship with Him, but there are none of His. In fact, Jesus sends them away, not with accommodations and thanks for their good works in His name. Because many works in Jesus' name can't get you into heaven. He would disown you and send you away because He never knew them. Never knew you. Nor did He even, you know, nor did you even know Him. Do you know Jesus? Or better yet, does He know you? The pastor preached on that this weekend about a relationship with God. These people weren't Christians who lost their salvation. They were never part of God's elite. 
the, the ones that have chosen before the foundation of the world they were set apart and sanctified by the Spirit and justified by faith. They believed in the Lord Jesus Christ and they accepted Him as their, their Master. You don't have to live in terror of the final day. You can prepare for it today. Because of those that know are known by Jesus, the final days aren't a huge interruption or disruption. It's simply a continuation of the relationship that we enjoy with Him right now through faith I want to be able to stand before God and Jesus look at me and say hey Steve I'm glad you made it I enjoyed our conversations come on up and let's uh, let's have some more so he knows me and I know him and we will talk and walk together in the cool of the day one day the ones that Christ puts away from himself with the harsh words of condemnation He called them evildoers. They never came to him in faith, despite their outward good works and miracles. Then, these do not belong to him, and they never did. So how do we explain their miracles that they performed? As a spiritual being, we know that Satan is able to perform miracles, signs, and wonders. And though which he deceives many souls... The closer we get to Judgment Day, the more miracles and wonders that Satan will perform. There's two possible explanations of the ability of the ungodly to perform these such acts. One is that some miracles are done by the power of Satan through his demonic host. We know that Satan is a very crafty individual. There could be times when Satan stages or makes up an exorcism in which the unbelieving commanding of a demon to leave somebody that thinks that they're doing good and they command a demon to leave the demon pretends to comply and causes fear to an onlooker and really allows them to trust in herbs incantations talismans holy water relics and other things other than God It could be the doomed men that they talk about in Matthew 7 that had been convinced in their own mind that they were serving Christ based on their success of demon slaying. That the demon that they thought they had authority over was only playing a game with them. And they had considered themselves demon slayers when all the while they were being duped by a demon or made fun of or took advantage of not all miracles come from God and not all who perform miracles in Jesus name are truly his the Lord calls these men in Matthew 7 evildoers because the miracles they perform have evil in their sources and they had been blinded and not able to see it Jesus warns us to be on guard against the deceptions and in time as it draws near in Matthew 27, or Matthew 24, 24. Second, the possible reason that they perform miracles is that God and His sovereign will and His purposes will empower unbelievers to perform miraculous deeds. He can use anybody. An example is Judas Iscariot, who, along with the other disciples, preached the gospel and we assumed healed the sick and performed other miracles. 
There's nothing to indicate that Judas didn't have the same power as the other eleven, although he was never truly a disciple of Christ. He was a deceiver and a son of perdition, John 17 and 12. As Judas did perform miracles, if he did, it was only because God seemed fit to use him for his own glory, despite the condition of Judas's heart. We better examine ourselves and know for sure who we serve and know that Jesus knows us. Jesus goes on to describe those who will be able to call upon his name at Judgment Day. It will be those who hear his words and put them into practice. The same ones referred to in verse 21 as who were obedient to do the will of the Father which is in heaven. True believers are the true trees, or the good trees, that produce good fruits, Galatians 5, 23 The true sheep that look to Christ and they depend on Him, commit themselves to Him, trust Him, and believe in Him for righteousness, salvation, and eternal life. These are the ones that will enter into the kingdom of heaven. Every knee will bow, every tongue will confess Jesus is Lord, Lord, and King of Kings. From that point, Jesus will separate those who have his blood coverage and those who don't. Choose wisely. Choose it soon. God bless you all. We'll close in a prayer. Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank and praise you, Lord, for your wonderful love. And we thank you, Lord, that you're with us constantly. We love our relationship with you. And we know that we could even do better. We can, we can be closer to you, Lord. You leave that up to us. We thank you and we praise you. Bless my brothers and sisters. Amen. I want to take a minute to talk to you about Buzzsprout. Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new market or a channel, may I suggest that you share your thoughts and your ideas with the world. And it's just so fun to have a talk show. Podcasting is very easy, inexpensive, and a fun way to expand your reach online. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more within minutes of finishing each recording. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners. And a team that they have at Buzzsprout is passionate in helping you succeed. They want you to succeed. Join with over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Let's go ahead and create something together. God bless you.
Let me tell you about a new product that you probably need to go check out. It's called Talking Jesus Doll at JesusDoll.com. If you use my promo code Steve Kitts at checkout, they'll give you an extra 10% off. With all the woke culture going out affecting kids with cartoons and toys, they're trying to separate your kids and your grandkids from the family and from God. I recommend that you introduce Jesus to your kids as early as possible. That's why we're partnering with the Talking Jesus Doll. It's a plush doll that talks. When you squeeze the hand, it speaks ten phrases that Jesus said in the Bible. From the Lord's Prayer to John 3.16 and everything in between. With everything that's going on, it's important to introduce our children to the love and the lessons that Jesus had for many years. I love this product and so does everyone else. The reviews are amazing and kids are learning the Bible verses and using the doll to minister to others. If you have kids, grandkids, nieces, and nephews, this is a perfect gift for them. It could be for Easter, birthdays, and even Christmas. Teach your kids about the Lord. Go to JesusDoll.com and use the promo code SteveKids for 10% off and God bless you.